Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This podcast contains a whole lot of fucking coarse language. Welcome to Fuck Off and Die. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jade. And we're here because you're going through a breakup. No, we're here because we went through breakups. Yes, that is that is probably actually true. But you're here because you're going through a breakup. I, well, I'm not going through a breakup. Not you, the listener. Okay, the li- yeah. We, we shouldn't <laughs> sound too happy because you're going through shit right now and we're really sorry. Um, I've been through shit, so I created a whole fucking brand around it. I've been through shit, so I got on board. Yeah, I think every single person I've met, bar like a couple of fucking freaks, have been in relationships since they were like eight years old. And <laughs> <laughs> they were in, oh, I'm not going to mention child marriages, that's, that, that's fucked up. But look, yeah, we're here because you're going through something shit and um, we want you to know that you're not alone. We're here for you. What we're going to start off with is something which is an activity from the book Fuck Off and Die, which is what this whole thing is based oh around. Oh my God, that's my favorite book. I know. It's literally the thing I read every day. Um, I don't because it would be really boring. Well, but, you um, wrote it, so you already know what it says. I did. I did. Also because I, I feel really lucky right now because I'm not going through a breakup. When you're going through one, it just feels like it's never going to end and that you're never going to feel normal again. Um, I just want you to know that it, it does eventually end. But, you know, if you're feeling your emotions, you're processing them and you're doing all the right things. And it gets better. Yeah. Show, show yourself compassion. But Jade, I wanted to ask you, do you have a breakup song? Do I have a breakup song? Oh, I love that you gave me no forewarning on that. And I have to think about it on the spot right now. Mm-hmm. I like to see you struggle. <laughs> it makes me happy. Um, I don't have a breakup song. But the first song that came to mind when you asked me was Miss World by Hole. I I just Googled um, copyright and basically you can't just play a bit of music on a podcast because it infringes copyright. So can you please sing it? No. <laughs> How does it go? I don't know the song. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to it later. Oh, we'll put it in the notes. We'll put it in the notes. 
Or just Google Miss World by Hole. Yeah, fucking just Google it. Basically, though, there's a lyric in it that says, watch me break, watch me burn. And that's what made me think of it. Well, I want to talk about music because neuroscience, just generally, science says there's a huge link um, between memory and music in the brain. And um, I actually actually got a study, which is very rare, to actually have something to back what I'm saying. Amy Baird and Severine Sampson from the University of Newcastle, they use popular music to help severely brain-injured patients recall, recall personal memories. I thought that was interesting because... I've noticed that sort of I could be, you know, standing in the tampon aisle of the supermarket, hear a song, and it could take me back to a breakup I had when I was 18 because that song reminded me of him. I just love that you just hang out in the tampon aisle. I always reference the tampon aisle because I I don't know, I find it funny because we're really... looking for sponsors. <laughs> we're looking, we are actually looking for sponsors. And I, Jade has this sort of idea that menstrual products would be a really good alignment. We're all bleeders. What can I say? Because we, yeah, we, we're constantly on our periods. Um, but I want to talk about music because I sort of had to really recalibrate all of the music I listened to after my big breakup because it just brought up memories of him. Have you ever had that? No, I don't really have emotions. That's true. So you're probably the worst person to ask. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like people would understand that. Um, so one of the things that I did was I created a new playlist for myself and I also made it like, I'm not the kind of person that likes to listen to Radiohead when I'm sad. Like I have a few friends that really love to listen to sad music. Whereas I like to listen to like fucking like stuff that makes me feel empowered and gives me strength. Um, so I, I created a new playlist for myself. I think I called it my girl power, girl power playlist. Obviously if you're a dude, you mean, you can still call it that. Um, we have a fuck off and die playlist on Spotify, which we'll share the link to. Um, but you can listen to that if you don't want to or can't be bothered to make your own. Because yeah. sometimes post breakup, everything's too hard. Everything's too fucking hard. We have some bangers on that playlist. Like oh, Alanis Morissette. I mean, that's a little bit sad, but it's also just fucking angry. I also really don't think Miss World is on that list. No, it's not. Well, you were the one that firstly put the first playlist together. So I don't know why that is. That's your own fault. <laughs> Soz guys. So... That's sort of one thing that I feel like you can do is, is just create a new playlist for yourself or find ours. But my breakup song, which I have had since I was 18 years old, is Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone. No, it's not. It is. I fucking <laughs> love that song. And the lyric that gets me is, since you've been gone, I can breathe for the first time. Yeah, after a breakup, I find it's always the right thing because if you're breaking up it's broken but there's this moment and I don't know if you've ever felt it but this moment where you feel relief and if you have felt that during the process of your breakup it's probably the right thing do you get that sorry I wasn't listening (laughs) (laughs) fuck you this is literally like you and me just whatever okay fine Anyway, I guess maybe maybe your listeners have. Maybe your listeners have stopped fucking listening to me too. I've literally trapped you in a room and I'm staring at you and you're still not listening to me. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson is fucking rad. So, yeah, find your breakup song and honestly put it on when you're feeling like shit. It really – I still listen to my fuck off and die playlist even though I'm not going through a breakup because it just makes me feel badass. Oh, and if you can't write things down without a handy book to guide you through them, 
this exercise is in the book. Yeah, it is. And it, yeah, it's one of the activities in the book. Far but also, by. if you don't have the book, you can 100% get a pen and paper and write a list. Yeah, I would say get the book because then... Um, it's really good. And also just to fund us because we don't have any money. Okay, so listener question. This one really did come from a listener. I didn't just make it up. Not that we made up any. <laughs> we did. We made up some. Okay. But I, I want to know what it, what is it? So if you have a question that you'd like us to answer, please email it to us at info at fodbook.com or Thanks. PM us on Facebook. On the socials, Insta spam us. Yeah, for, I think it's Fodbook or something like that. Or Fod please, Fod please, fuck off and die please is Facebook. Cool. Because even if you're telling someone to go die, you should be polite. Um, so today's question is, will future partners judge me or judge a prospective date from their body count? What does that mean? That was, will future, do people judge prospective partners? Let me start again. (laughs) Do people judge prospective dates from their body count? I still don't understand. Is that like how many people they've had sex with? Yes. Yeah. So it's not like John Wick body count where it's like how many people have you murdered <laughs> in the last 60 seconds. It's how many people have you slept with? Do you have to talk about that? Is that something you generally talk about? I love that you went straight there because I would definitely advise you not to. Because I do have a problem where I was, I feel like I was single for too long and all of my talking points were about dating and sex. Oh, yeah, you should not talk about dating or sex on your first date. And then I would date people and talk about that and they would get upset. And I remember having to, like, really consciously stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know, talk about your favourite colour or something. I didn't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> I didn't know what else to talk about. <laughs> and I still run into problems a little bit. But um, it's not like you wrote a book or that you... I wrote a book about breaking up, not about dating. Um, okay, so definitely, if you can avoid it, don't answer that question. Also, don't ask people that question. It's completely irrelevant. It's kind of impolite and it's just setting them up for judgment. When Have you ever had anyone ask you that? Oh, yeah. I ask everyone all the time. You ask people. Of course I do. And you <laughs> ask people on the first fucking date as yeah. well. You just sit opposite them and they're like... Yeah, I and can... I followed up with, have you ever cheated? Have you ever cheated is maybe... I mean, that's intense to ask on the first date. Yeah, but... but I... Need to know. Yeah, Ah. Uh... Yeah, I feel like that's not a first date question. Um, so anyway, talking about body count, <laughs> I did a little bit of research. The perfect number that people find attractive in a potential partner, oh like the, per- the number of people you are supposed to have slept with, okay. is three. That's fucking ridiculous. Right? Um, the average Australian has slept with between eight and 25 people. Wow. That is if you believe what they tell you in surveys. Can I say something? Do you want to? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I heard that if a guy tells you how many people he slept with, you divide that by three. (laughs) And if a woman tells you, you times that by three. Amazing. Amazing. Well, that is interesting because the low end of that um, number set is the females and the high end is the males. But I kind of called bullshit and just kind of said, everyone is in this range. All I want to do is tell you how many people I've slept with. Please don't. It's literally all that's in my brain None of us want to know. No one wants to know. See, this is my problem. Um, But I think it's pretty safe to say that as a nation, if we average 8 to 25 and the ideal number is 3, we are all undateable. But, yeah, I just think you don't talk about that until you're sort of more established with someone. Well, yeah, unless you're me. Yeah, unless – but then (laughs) – okay, this is my question. You ask people on the first date. Yeah, and then we wonder why I never get a second date. 
No, well, because you you probably ghost them. <laughs> let's just re- <laughs> let's just circle back to episode one where we find out Jade is okay with ghosting. Oh yeah, if you haven't listened to episode one yet, go back there, revisit it. Sarah was very disappointed in me. I was. I'm always disappointed in you. No, I'm um, not. I'm not. So That's can I come back to? Let's talk more about this body count thing because I find it really interesting. Mm. So we're talking about eight to twenty five sexual partners that most Australians or the average Australian range. They claim that they are in that range, mm-hmm. right? Um, the average age of marriage in Australia is 30. Oh, that's higher than I would have thought. Mm, it's interesting. So, yeah, if you're under 30 and you're under your 8 to 25, mm. go crazy. Don't hold back. <laughs> yeah, you've got to meet your quota. Because the way I see it is, yeah, if you've had blocks of time in a relationship, you're sort of dormant. Yeah, well, you're not dormant. You're very sexually active, but your number's going to stay low. Unless you're in like a sexless relationship. Or which, unless you're in an open relationship. That's true. I've never been in an open relationship, but I've certainly had a sexless relationship. And it's so Please shit. Please don't tell me more about that. <laughs> it's just so shit. That sounds boring as hell. Um, it, it really is. Okay, there's a little bit to unpack here. I just find it really strange that, like, people... Yeah, so then... So most... Like, the average age that Aussies lose their virginity is 17. Okay. So this sexual activity is happening within that window of 17 to 30. So ultimately, if someone asks you this, you just say, I don't want to tell you. Well, then you sound like you're hiding something. I think it's better. Let's just all agree from now on that we're just not going to ask people. Except I will, obviously. Well, there's always exceptions. Not not all... (laughs) (laughs) not all women just jade so things that we could talk about instead of asking how many sexual partners someone's had because i think one of the things that we judge people very hard on is is like okay if they've got too many sexual partners Mm. then um i think people tend to judge their lifestyle choices like Mm. there can be things like slut shaming that come up that kind of stuff if people have had what they um a potential partner considers too few there's a lot of pressure and expectation on like oh no Mm. like i feel you know there's that level of feeling responsible for that person or something like they're some kind of baby yeah Um, or like i think sometimes if you date someone like if you're dating a virgin you like oh not that i've well no i I once did pop a cherry how many people are still with the person who they lost their virginity to. I would love to throw that question there'd to social media a, as well. There'd be quite a few. Um, but that we're, not, we're not about people who are still together. Fuck those people. <laughs> we're about people going through breakups. That's why it's going to be a lot because it's going to be 100% noise. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone. Oh, I, know, I probably know a couple of people. But yeah, I, I think ultimately, yeah, just don't ask the question. Don't answer the question. Although I honestly love hearing about when I'm with someone, I like asking them about their sexual history because I just find it fascinating to know like what goes on in relationships and you don't often get that male insight. And I think once that you feel comfortable and secure in your relationship, that's probably a better time to ask the question Mm. when it's kind of, I want to know more about you, not I want to judge you. Yeah. And I mean, I still judge sometimes like when something (laughs) comes out, I'm like, Oh really? You did that. But then I feel like a lot of the time they don't want to hear about your history, which is fair enough. Yeah. So instead of focusing on the number, instead try and ask questions about how the other person likes to interact in bed or what you like and talk about that instead because it's far more relevant information. So on the first date, instead of saying how many who have you fucked, you say, what do, do you, you like? Are you kinky? <laughs> I, I did that. The last time I started dating, I was so targeted. I was like, people would say to me, what do you want out of a relationship? And I would say... I want to have good communication, kinky sex, and I want to eventually have kids. The cool thing about it was that the people that were into that 
still dated me. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, I don't really like to talk about sex on a first date because I have no emotions and also I'm a prude. But I do really, like, I think when you lay your cards on the table about who you really are, yeah. like, I'm an emotionless robot who tends to fly into you rages. emotions, Jay. You <laughs> um, do. Then, and I'm obsessed with dogs. I think the more things you can... Not the more things, don't overload someone, but if you're honest about who you are, you're more likely to find your right match. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, I think it was because I was in a sexless relationship at one point, I realized the importance of sex to me. And maybe, yeah, maybe I overdid it. Like maybe I'd pull back and have that conversation on like date three. Yeah. Um, But I was having it before I even met people like online. Well, I think there's nothing wrong with screening. We're all time poor. Okay, Jade, what's your quote? Um, so this week's quote that I found is from one of my favorite books. It's called The Peril of Magnificent Love, and it's by Emma Magenta. Um, I'm just going to read you a couple of pages from it. The pages only have a couple of words on each page. Within the hour, she was blessed with a moment of unprecedented clarity. And with epic silence, she concluded that perhaps she'd idealized him. A group of familiar onlookers gathered in humble appreciation to witness her first sane thought in years. Oh, I wish, I feel like I just want you to read me a bedtime story. Maybe that can be a future episode. Yeah, just that is me reading books to people. Oh, it is just a beautiful book. And now I have to find my quote because I put it on another page. Let me flick through. Oh, here we go. This one's really relevant to me. <laughs> but some mornings it is okay if you can't get out of bed. Yes. Yeah. The end. This podcast was recorded in a lounge room in Perth, Western Australia. Fuck Off and Die is a book you can buy on Amazon Australia and our website, podbook.com. Our theme music is by Naomi Robinson and Josiah Padmanabam. We are always looking for sponsors, so if you want to support our work, please email info at podbook.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.